0: that's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington,
2: Illinois. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in
1: History Class.
2: Let's go places. All right, let me turn my talk, talk. Here we go. Uh. I said he living life as a gringo. Where you question, where you fit, and every time you mingle. They say you do this with none of that. My rapping is really bad. This life as a gringo. Man, welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo with myself, Dramos. If you're new here, you're probably sitting there wondering, like, gringo, what the hell does this mean? I mean, he's Latin, so what's the saying, gringo? I know there's, like, a whole lot of different connotations to it. Um, so, quick, short kind of tagline to it, if this is your first time checking it out. Um, man, this show just kind of represents, you know, those of us who grew up in this kind of gray area. You know, we're probably American-born or have lived in, you know, the States for the majority of our lives. Maybe a Spanish trash like mine. I promise I'm working on it, Mom, For listening. Um, but you know, you live in this in this gray area where you don't quite fit in anywhere. You know, I can remember going back home to Puerto Rico with my cousins, and they would call me a gringo. They would tell me I was too white, and you know, but I back home, uh, with my with my friends. You know, I'd be clown because my house smelled a little bit different. You know what I mean? We listened to different music in the car, so you kind of grow up, man, never really knowing where you fit in and, and having this sort of identity crisis. So. Uh, this is kind of me taking back the word gringo uh, and, and using it for for a positive kind of connotation, I guess, if you will. Um, so, I mean, yeah, with the show, we're going to just be tackling a lot of different topics that affect our community uh, and that I feel like maybe aren't spoken about enough or in, in enough detail. And I think this topic today, today's show, I'm very excited about it because it's, it's something I'm extremely passionate about. And while it's been getting a lot of attention um, it's still something I feel like is not completely embraced or talked about specifically in the Latin community. And that is, of course, mental health. I mean, I'm somebody who has, you know, struggled with and, and, and gone through bouts of depression and anxiety for, man, as long as I can remember, um, you know, I've gone to therapy on and off for, man, close to 10 years at this point. You know, so this is definitely something that has been a large part of my life. And it's something that I've you know, not always been comfortable talking about. And I realize there's probably so many other people out there who have a shared experience with that uh, and, and maybe even just need some encouragement to to be comfortable speaking about it and getting the help that they they deserve and, and that they need, quite frankly. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I got a bunch of different questions that I also got from my Instagram. I put it out there. Uh, you know, anybody that had specific questions in, on the topic of mental health. Uh, I'll be answering a bunch of those a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Before we get into that, though, let's uh, let's start off uh, maybe dropping some some knowledge here uh, in a little segment we call For the People in the Back.
1: Say a lot for the people in the back. back, 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 back. Say a lot for the people in the back.
2: All right. So if you're new here, once again, this segment, you know, we're just going to be kind of giving you some cold, hard facts. I'll interject some of my own personal experiences, and we'll really just kind of dive into like the the meat and potatoes of this of this topic. Um, Of course, again, mental health being the one that we're talking about this week. Now, what's interesting to me when it comes to the the discussion of, of mental health is. You still have people out there who, who like to think that it's like this, you know, trendy thing that that's why people are talking about it. You know, I can remember uh, pretty recently looking on my Instagram feed and, and seeing some dude uh, make a post. And it was like, uh, oh, well, all of a sudden now everybody suffers from depression because it's a trending thing on social media. And it's like, nah, dick, people are not talking about depression now because it's a trendy topic on social media. It's because there's less and less of a stigma about it. And and the reality is, I think people are starting to recognize they're not really alone when it comes to things like depression or anxiety. I mean, so many people suffer from it. So many people suffer from it that don't even know that they're suffering from it. Um, and we are getting to a place as a, as a culture, as people, where the conversations are beginning to be had a lot more. I mean, you know, you got to give a, a big shout out to people who are in the public eye that are unafraid to talk about this i know i can remember for me you know when i came to terms with the idea that just something wasn't right i didn't have a word for it i didn't call it depression i didn't call it anxiety or any of those things um i just knew something something wasn't right and this was this is my early 20s um you know so at that time man nobody was talking about it you know um it, it kind of seemed like therapy and, and all those things were, were something that, you know, was, you know, for rich white people. That's really the only people I saw, you know, you'd saw people on TV, it was like white people getting therapy and things of that nature. So it, it didn't seem like something um, that anybody that looked like me or had my upbringing, you know, did. But I, I just knew that something wasn't right. Um, I, I, I think I had gotten out of a relationship at that time and um, I just, I just, I just, you know, kind of came to terms with the fact that the way I was processing certain emotions or the way that I was maybe not processing it wasn't healthy and it was becoming a pattern in my life. And um, at that time, I was broke. I was under my mom's insurance. So I had to go to my parents, I, specifically my mom. I was scared to go to my dad. Um, I had to specifically go to my mom to to ask her, um, you know, to allow me to use her insurance and to get her insurance information so that I could uh you know, look into getting a therapist, and let me tell you now it's like would never be a big deal, but I remember back then, like nerves, my heart pounding, I remember put it off for days having that conversation uh you know of of talking to her and telling her that this was something I was planning on doing that I wanted to do um and then you know those fears being just like reaffirmed when I did tell her uh what I want like I remember. You know, I, I waited till my dad was upstairs and I called my mom to come downstairs into the kitchen and um, and, you know, me nervous as all hell voice shaky. You know what I'm saying? Like I and it's crazy. I laugh <laughs> thinking about it right now because it just seems so wild that I was so nervous about having this conversation. But I also think it's important to point that out because there's probably so many people who still maybe feel that way. But I can remember um, telling her and just being like, hey, you know. I want to go see a therapist. I want to work out some things that I feel like I'm not, you know, processing in a healthy way uh, and some emotions and feelings that I, I can't really make sense of. Um, and I don't know if I said it that eloquently, but you know, paraphrasing here, of course. Uh, but I remember her response was just like, okay. Like, like there was like, like no, she didn't know what the hell to say. That was, And I, and, and it was either like one of two things, like, it was either A, uh-oh, maybe my son is, like, batshit crazy, uh, or B, which I think it was probably this one, was, like, I think he's being a little dramatic, but I'm going to play along with it. And that is, and that is like, the craziest thing to me, the fact that I'm saying, man, I, I kind of need help with emotions and, and depression and anxiety. And the person uh, on the other side of you telling that, your, your parent. Is giving you the notion that, you know, you might just be dramatic and uh, you're you're making things to be a bigger deal. And I think it, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's gone through something like that um, and not to make it like it's like this big traumatic thing. But in a moment where you're nervous and in a moment where you feel alone to have somebody now sort of reaffirm your fears and, and make you feel even more alone is. I don't know, man, in that moment, I remember it just being a really deflating thing um, to the point where I think I almost was like, hmm, maybe I'm maybe I am being dramatic. Maybe I am kind of making this a bigger deal. And this is just a part of life. And, you know, thankfully, to my credit, um, you know, I, I stuck it out and and went and, and got the help and, and realized just how normal it was and realized that, you know, these were real feelings and um, that I was actually in the right when it came to wanting to find healthy ways, you know, and. Um, you know, it wasn't until years later of having different open conversations with my parents and things like that, um, that my mom admitted to me that she has anxiety, you know, and the funny thing is she was asking me, what does anxiety feel like? And uh, when I was describing it, she was reaffirming that that's the, something she went through. So the irony is, I, I say all that to not place blame on our parents. If you have had a shared experience uh, like mine, I say all that because the reality is they weren't, you know, given these tools. They didn't grow up with uh parents that were equipped to um decipher these different things you know these conversations weren't being had when they grew up so they don't know you know how to talk about these things or the proper routes to go or 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 any of this stuff how to handle these situations you know so um it's normal maybe for our generation or it's becoming normal i should say to be open and, and there's different resources for us to hear these conversations and uh and learn a little bit about it but the reality is our parents they did the best of what they had, and these weren't conversations that were, you know, were were happening. Um, and I, I do want to to also, aside from my own personal experience and uh, you know, and and what I will say also is that therapy helped me out, has helped me out greatly. It's something that I periodically do on and off, um, getting ready to look for a new therapist uh right now. But uh it's definitely something that's greatly helped me. So anybody that maybe is on the fence right now listening to this, I would highly suggest it. Um, and you know, even if you have people in your life that are still think it's weird or it's crazy, just, you need to push forward, you know, uh, and and get the help that you seek. I do want to kind of get into some, some numbers as well, because I think when you start seeing statistics and you start seeing the factual things around it, it, it hopefully, at least for myself personally, it brings some comfort to it. And also my whole goal with having a platform of any sort, is to elevate my people and to to bring awareness and to just help us progress to be better in every single way. And, you know, we can't progress as a culture, as a people and do great things, man, if our mental health isn't under control. And it's obvious that this is a glaring issue in the Latin community, you know, black and brown community as a whole, but specifically to this conversation, the Latin community. I mean, um, I pulled up uh, a really interesting read from um, Cardinal Innovations Healthcare, and they had some really great statistics that Uh, talked about mental health in the Latin community. So one of the things they said was that only 33% of Latinos with a mental illness receive treatment each year compared to the average 43% in the U.S. So we're below average when it comes to receiving treatment for our our mental health. And uh, another kind of, a few more statistics I should say that I found to be super interesting were uh, Latinos who experience symptoms of a mental health disorder, uh, only 20% Talk to a doctor about their symptoms, only 10% contact a mental health professional and 19% had no form of health care. And this is according to a 2018 report. Um, you know, so there, there's so many things I want to unpack when it when it comes to that. But just seeing those statistics, man, it, it, it's it's scary to think how many of us are going out there, living our everyday lives, raising children, and and just trying to better ourselves and we're dealing with something that we can't quite put our finger on. Um, We have these, these, you know, there's no way to describe it. It's like this demon on our back that we can't seem to shed. And it's because we're not taking the time to, you know, uh, to get the help for it and to address it. And I mean, listen, I listed a, a few different things and there's so many different reasons why specifically in our culture you know uh that people aren't getting the help that they quite frankly need and and deserve i mean let, let's talk just a few things when it comes to expectations you know when it comes to gender roles you know in the latin culture there's always this machismo culture the men are supposed to be tough you know men are uh expected to be strong um you know and to be providers and and all these different things uh and women uh in our culture are expected to take care of the family before themselves so you put those two things together, it's like, yeah, I mean, we're raised on that culture. Of course, we're not looking at mental health. Of course, we're not wanting to admit that something is wrong. As men, we're feeling that that's going to make us look weak. And as women, uh, you know, you feel, you know, a woman might feel guilty taking care of herself, uh, you know, before the family, so to speak, you know, and taking that time for herself. And both of those things are detrimental to the progression of our people. All right. I got a lot more that I want to get into when it comes to this, but um, let's do a quick break and uh, we'll be right back.
3: Hola, que tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations. Como la playa que viste en ese show, or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know.
1: When something happens to your car, you might say... But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
0: Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como Enfermedad cardíaca Asma Diabetes Y tienes 19 años o más 52 36 42 Pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes, e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1855 213 2138 o visita prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre prevnar20. All
2: right, we are back, and um, this article that I'm reading, they, they say uh, being diagnosed with a mental illness may cause shame. Also discussing personal or family matters with outsiders is not common and sometimes even discouraged within the Latin culture. So there's all of these different things that you talk about. I mean, uh, and specifically that one, it breaks down to two things, which I found to be super interesting. So it talks about first um, the idea of of shame. Right. And this this is interesting to me because as I was kind of, you know, taking some mental notes of what I wanted to talk about on, on today's show, um, It brought back certain memories and there's this idea, especially those of us here in the States and those of us who, um, to my experience, got out of an area like where my family's from in the Bronx and moved over to the suburbs. Well, in the suburbs, you know, we were the only Latin family on the block for the majority of, of my upbringing, you know, at least when I was young. You know, so while I've never had this complete conversation with my parents, you know, prior to this whole podcast and everything you know, it's, it's easy to recognize the fact that they felt a certain pressure to almost be perfect. You know what I mean? Because they're feeling like their neighbors are looking at them as if they don't belong here. And if they show any sort of weakness or show any sort of sign of being lesser than it sort of just proves that point, you know? And, and, um, while that is kind of maybe a made up thing, maybe not, you know, and, and to be honest, actually probably isn't because there are certain experiences I've had. I mean, not to get off topic, I could do a whole podcast on, you know, racial interactions and things like that. And I'm sure I will down the line. But I can even remember, you know, there was like this parking feud I had with a, a white neighbor about parking my car in a certain part of the street. And her, she came at me like, well, you guys have all these people living in your house. And not to even validate this argument, but that but we had myself, my sister, and my parents living in the house. But it was like this notion. It was this... Um, you know, her, her racism showing obviously. And it was this, uh, this stereotype that she had that she wanted us to live up to. So I can only imagine, you know, people like my parents, first generation to get out of the the hood and to get out of the inner city and to not be in an area where they're surrounded by, um, people who, who share their similar upbringing, they felt the pressure to have some level of perfection, you know, and, and not show weakness in those things. And, um, I can't blame them for that, but the, Downside to it is not addressing issues as well because you're kind of trying to sweep things under the rug, um, and the the other thing is, is this idea of of not discussing family matters with outsiders. And I think that that also lends itself into the same kind of thing. You know, once you start discussing your weaknesses with others outside of that, you know, people are able to look down on you. You know, or at least you feel like they have the upper hand of looking down on you um and and again i think that leads into this idea of having to feel like you're you're perfect you know um and and there's also this idea it, it also talks about the idea that latinos also prefer to seek help from other sources like prayer you know the church uh and listen i'm not here to knock the church uh to knock god or or any of these things but let's let's be real you can't pray everything away let's be let's be all the way real here like you know, some things, man. Like, are you know? I'm sorry, but God would like you to go address certain things. Like, I I, <laughs> I can remember so many instances of like, man, uh, my mom would kill me at about this, but like weird, you know, shaman people who claim to be like touched by God and can like predict things and put these blessings over you different periods of my life, them coming in, just ridiculous things like that. Like, I'm sorry, but some shit like you know, you gotta get a, a real professional. And that that's this old school mindset we have in our community of spirituality and the church and, and all these different things, um, that is just not fitting for us when it comes to living in the the real world, you know? Um, and not to talk down on the church or any of these things once again. But guys, they're not doctors, you know, and and um this idea that you can pray away feelings like depression or anxiety or suicidal thoughts um going along with that is is a complete disservice to you know the person going through those those emotions you know um and there, there's also the, the conversation outside of our own personal feelings you know or our own cultural upbringing but it's the reality that a lot of people in our community don't have access to health care and if they do it's not great. I mean, according to this article, I mean, it, it talks about that minorities and multicultural communities tend to receive a lower quality of health care. Now, I, I talk about how I went to go see a therapist like if I wasn't under my mom's insurance, if I wasn't covered under her insurance and she had a great insurance at the time being a teacher, I would have never been able to go see a therapist. Like when I tell you at that time in my life, I was broke, broke like I had to borrow the thirty dollars a week for the um deductible or the copay from my mom every week when I went to go see a therapist, like that's how I broke it was. Imagine if I had to pay that almost what two hundred dollar bill a session, I would have never gotten that help. I would have never been able to do that, and and that's a a huge part of the the problem as well when it comes to to people in our community and and you know when you're talking about inner city communities or impoverished communities or underprivileged or underserved I should say communities you know, these are a lot of people um, who unfortunately are, are really having to prioritize what they do with their money because it's either feeding the family and paying the rent or making the decision for something like therapy. Of course, therapy is going to fall, uh, you know, kind of on the lower side of that spectrum when it comes to just importance. Right. I mean, so there, there's so many different barriers that that hurt us. And, you know, what i would say to that is is you know we have to make these things a priority you know our our livelihood depends on it you know um our ability to be positive influences for our next generations depends on it you know we've survived so much um and and to allow ourselves to not fully evolve and and to fully kind of become who we you know, can be and, and who we strive to be just because we're not paying attention to ourselves is, is absolutely terrible. You know, um, one other thing that I, I found to be super interesting that they pointed out was also the immigration experience, you know, something that is, is so pertinent to, to so many people um, in, in the Latin community. And it, it says that Latinos and other immigrant communities who encounter these challenges often are at greater risk of PTSD, depression suicide and stress associated with the fear of of deportation so think about that for a little bit you know those who whose family has immigrated here or if you personally have like that's some traumatic shit like you went through leaving a a crazy situation to now struggling to come over here and then you're coming here with absolutely nothing and you're trying to make it work and trying to build a life for you and your family under dire circumstances and then you're living with the constant everyday stress of possible deportation of that that knock at the door possibly being the one that sends you back to living in poverty that's some some real life stressful type of shit and i'm sorry but like we're all human we're all going to succumb to that and and that's why you see certain things like alcoholism being rampant in so many communities you know or Or drug use and and things like that. It's because people are trying to find a way to deal with that stress in a in a healthy manner. And bruh, you got to talk about that stuff. Like there's there's no other way to it. You you have to let go of that stuff. We're all internalizing and burying so much shit, and it really is just doing such a disservice to us and doing so much harm to us. And it it absolutely, you know. breaks my heart to, to even think about how many issues are going unaddressed or how many family dynamics are um, managed in, in terrible places because there is so much rampant mental health issues just going unaddressed. And, and it's sad to think that people struggled to come here, build a life for their family, have a have a better situation and they, they they do all the work you know their kids are now going to college all that stuff but they never can find true peace and, and happiness because they haven't addressed the mental health issues that they're they're you know going through and that are a result of the life um that they they lived you know so to me it's 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 all for not i don't care if i have all the money in the world if i'm you know driving the nicest car all that kind of shit. like if i don't have my mental in order, man, I have nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like you could wake up in a mansion depressed, unhappy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the the wild part about this. And that actually leads into uh this this next section of the show um called Mi gente and the person that was, you know, the, the inspiration for for doing this topic um and this episode. Before we get into that though, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back.
3: Hola que tal this is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill Podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times, on the My Cultura podcast network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations, como la playa que viste en ese show, or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know.
1: When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door!
3: Winning! No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now.
1: But you actually need to say,
3: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need.
2: So if you're a first time listener, this part of the show, um basically I either, you know, put the spotlight on on somebody that I think is doing great work on whatever particular topic I'm covering, or I'll also have a different guest on the on the show. Um this week I want to spotlight the person that was a huge inspiration for me wanting to take on this topic right now, and that is uh Jay Balvin. So J Balvin was super open about his his struggle with depression and anxiety. He was actually on um Becky G's podcast uh in La Sala and he was just talking, you know, real shit and and I think that what's interesting about about him is you look at somebody like a J Balvin and this is what was my takeaway when I saw it, it was, that was like damn, you know, um this is important for for somebody like him to say this and the reason being, you look at somebody like a J Balvin who is, you know, um, rich, famous, incredibly successful, incredibly talented, seemingly has everything that any one of us could ever want in this life, right? From the outside looking in, of course. But here he is having all of that, yet having the same exact struggle that somebody like myself or somebody like you has, you know? And that's, while it's it's terrible, you don't ever want to wish that upon anybody. There is a level of comfort that comes with that as well because I think it's easy for a lot of us to kind of uh misdiagnose these feelings as just saying oh well it's because you know um I've had a rough month financially I've had a rough month at work you know um it's because I'm I'm still you know striving for this particular goal that I can't seem to get my my head around or or get any headway on and you know when you see cases like this you see people like this talking about it it's obvious that no, that's not the case, like depression anxiety these are these are real things, and while of course, your outside environment um influences them and can bring them out at different times, you know the reality is these are things that need to be addressed, regardless of how amazing you're doing in life or how terrible you're doing in life. these are just things that do not go away and and do not discriminate you know he he says certain things that are just super powerful, like you know uh, I was crying for no reason, you know he says um you lose hope and you feel strange at every place you go you feel like you're outside your body and and it's 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 crazy to again to hear somebody like that man who you look at it, it's like yo this guy has it all he even goes on to say that you know um his depression got so bad at one point he laid in bed for 5 days and I quote waiting to die like it's you don't expect to hear that from from somebody like this and and I have to give him his, his flowers because that takes a lot of balls like to be that guy in this space in this community that we know um doesn't speak about these kinds of things openly to be somebody at the forefront of that you know young and and quote-unquote cool you know talking about this stuff in in such a candid way is is absolutely um amazing you know that's really all i could say for it you know um it's interesting and he even says you know he couldn't understand you know at the time why he was struggling with depression while his career was exploding right so it's the same kind of concept where we all think oh you have it all you have it all why are you upset or there's no way this person could be struggling with anything and and you know the reality is um again this doesn't discriminate this sickness does not discriminate and going unchecked with it it doesn't matter how much Material things you have in this life, how many career opportunities you have. If you do not take care of your mental health and make it a priority, it is going to take you out one way or another. You know you cannot outrun this forever, and it's important to to address it. So, salute to to Jay Balvin for just being you know so open and so candid and at the forefront of this man. It's uh it's it's absolutely just amazing to to see somebody like that be so candid. So once again, salute to Mi gente, J Balvin. Now from Jay Balvin. To you guys, let's uh let's answer some questions that I got. So I want this this show to be super interactive, of course. So I put out on my Instagram at DJ Dramos uh some questions throughout the week, or just like an open-ended one. Any questions you have as it pertains to this topic right here, happening mental health. And I'll do this every week. So if you want your voice heard, I'll do it anonymously, of course. Uh, we'll get into some questions and let's do it now. It's called Ask a Gringo. Ask a gringo. All right. So the first question I want to get to this week is actually a great starting place when it comes to these. Uh, so the question is, how do you get to a space where you allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to ask for help? That's a great question. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that I've begun to realize or not just when it comes to asking for help, but just in general, when it comes to finding comfort in your own skin is you just have to realize, man, I'm the one who has to wake up every day to this life, right? Like of course, you know, you want your parents to be proud of you and those around you to to be in support of what you do. But when it all comes down to it, when it's all said and done, man, you're the one waking up every morning with these thoughts and this life. You're the one going to bed every night with these thoughts and this life. So you have to begin to to make decisions that, you know, put you personally in the in the best position to lead a great life. And and one of those things is allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to get help when needed and to be at the end of the day, unapologetically yourself. Cause that's the only way you're gonna find real happiness in general is being unapologetically yourself. And when you're unapologetically yourself, and we've seen this when it comes to like I'm one of my favorite people in this world is Dennis Rodney because the dude is so unapologetically himself. And that's why he is such a legend. You know, it's because he's unafraid to be Dennis Rodman. That's why he's so cool. That's why we're so fascinated by him, right? So if you look at that historically, like the people that are winning in this life are those who double down on themselves and and are unafraid of other people's opinions. And I think to me, that's like a bigger analogy for how to find happiness in this life is is just really doubling down on who you are, what makes you happy, what benefits you and, and you know, what leads you to being the best version of yourself? And vulnerability is a part of that, you know, being unafraid to say, I don't have all the answers here, you know, um, but I'm looking for the looking for the answers. I'm unafraid to ask for help when it comes to finding those answers, you know, and I think that that's a part of it. So uh, I know it's uncomfortable, but I, I have to say from my own experiences, this podcast in, in, you know, is an example of that, like me having a platform has made me have to be more vulnerable and what has happened my career um and my life in general you know have blossomed as a result of me being unafraid to express my thoughts ideas and and feelings you know so that is something that you know you can apply to your life regardless of what you do and when it comes to mental health and therapy and things like that you know you being vulnerable and you pushing through that initial uncomfortableness of sharing your thoughts with a stranger that's going to lead to you getting the help that you need and finding healthy ways of of processing your emotions. So, you know, you, you kind of just have to push past it and know it's going to feel uncomfortable. But the reality is, man, anything that's worth doing is outside of your comfort zone. So the healing that you seek, the the good, you know, life where you're in a great mental space and you're not struggling with with these demons, you know, that is all beyond, you know, your your comfort zone. You just have to push yourself to, to do it and understand that what is your end goal? I think that's the, the best way I can kind of sum it up is always think of things what is my my end goal? And if this case is you know, your end goal in this case is to be mentally healthy and to be happy, then push yourself through the BS of feeling uncomfortable and just know that once you do so, you're putting yourself on a path to, to getting what you want. You're putting yourself on a path to that angle. Now, this one is a, a bit of a heavy question, but I think it's important to, to tackle, especially um, building off of the last one of vulnerability. It says, uh, is it normal to have suicidal thoughts and question your own mortality? Now, this one's heavy, and it's not something people are super open to talking about, myself included. But for the sake of, of this and, and putting myself out there, we talked about vulnerability. Personally, I do think that it is normal you know um maybe not everybody has those kinds of thoughts but i can personally say that i have you know while i haven't you know been at a point where i've maybe um had a suicide thought and it's pushed me to you know plan out uh taking my own life or, or something like that um yeah i mean i've thought about what would it be like what would it be like if i wasn't wasn't here you know um and and you know one thing that i think i've always struggled with and i've only said this to to personally you know people in my in my life and and a therapist but one thing i've always kind of had on my mind is this idea of what would my funeral look like you know and and that's like a super heavy and, and and dark kind of thing but i say all this to hopefully help normalize certain things you know and make you realize like listen we all have dark thoughts man like and that's the point of going to somebody who can help you process those things, you know, because if you think about what I'm saying when it comes to, let's say, my funeral, that, that's sort of more so my own maybe insecurities of my own value, of my own impact that I've had in this world and not had. You know, I think the for me, if I'm looking at it like that, it's like, OK, I'm wondering about my funeral because I'm wondering who will be there. You know, what people did I impact enough that, you know, feel like they need to make the time to to go there you know and that's like a level of insecurity that i'm i'm dealing with you know um but yeah i mean i i would say if you're feeling those thoughts or thinking those thoughts um don't sit there and and feel alone on an island or think that you're you know crazy because you're you're thinking that i a lot of people do you know i think at some point in our lives we all probably have had some sort of thought like that what would it be like if i wasn't here or i don't want to be here you know um but what i would say is don't let it go unchecked you know those are um, cries for help and I don't mean that in like a way of weakness I just think that it's it means that you know you're really going through something or you're really battling some sort of inner feeling some sort of inner demons and you need to talk to somebody about it but yeah I mean if you're feeling those thoughts just know you're not alone in that Um, and and it doesn't mean that you're crazy it doesn't mean that you know you need to be put in some room with padded walls somewhere Um, you know it just means that you should address that with a with a professional and dive into where those thoughts are coming from, you know. And of course, you know, if you are at the point where you are going to take action on those thoughts, then then please, you know, make sure you you immediately do something about it. Immediately call somebody. Immediately phone somebody and talk to them about it. But just understand it and recognize that that doesn't mean that you are some crazy person out there. Like this is something that is common for for a lot of people. And I can speak to my own experiences. I've had those thoughts before as well. And uh, you know, you are not alone in that. Now this next one's interesting because I've I've gone through this personally like pretty recently. Um, And the question, it's more of a statement, but it says, telling your parents about your traumas is traumatic because they take it very personal. I think that's a great point. I've had a lot of conversations with my parents recently of things uh, that I've been holding on to for years. And it's a great point because I I think, you know, hey, let's just talk to parents for a second. I think your parents, you know, they they take it personally because, you know, the reality is they sacrificed a lot, you know what I mean, regardless of mistakes along the way. And and, and they're only human. So that that's going to be, you know, kind of par for the course. But your parents sacrifice a lot and they know damn well they sacrificed a lot. So to hear you complain about something, you know, I guess the initial knee jerk reaction is going to be like, yo, like, you know how much I sacrificed for your ungrateful ass to be sitting in, in the position you're in right now, you know? And I guess that's their initial thought, and I understand it. And, you know, I would I would say, you know, you can't take that personally. You know, at the end of the day, uh, I think it's commendable the fact that you're even opening up to your parents and trying to address these types of things. Um, but I think, I don't think that doing so is like where you should be searching for that release or like that that feeling of freedom from the from those emotions, you know. I think it's good to face them. But if you're looking for a certain response, I think you're kind of doing it wrong. You know, the, the point of this is not for them to give you the response that you want. The point of this is for you to no longer be holding on to it. right? No, that If you're sitting there trying to talk to them about the past traumas that maybe they were a part of or that they caused or they turned a blind eye to, um, the reality is nothing that they say is going to maybe make you feel better or, or take anything away from what happened, you know. Uh, You're doing it. You have to be doing it more so to just get that relief of it being out there, you know, and it being known to them that this is what happened. Uh, And to me, the the real healing comes from and the reason why we're, you know, talking about seeing a therapist, because this is a professional who can actually um, give you effective ways of dealing with those traumas, you know, and they we as people can't control the way others respond to things. Um, and regardless of how much we want them to, you know, validate our feelings and, and, and whatever the case may be, that's just not a good, you know, method for for healing and, and getting to a place of healing. You know, it has to be something we internally um, deal with and that regardless of any outside factors that we come to a place of healing for ourselves, you know, and if our, your parents, you know, after you venting to them are receptive to it and understanding of it and maybe even apologetic beautiful but that you can't go into with that being the goal because you're just setting yourself up for possible you know disappointment because reality is we can't control the way others interpret things um and and the way people want to or don't want to sort of you know uh let go of a bit of their ego when it comes to admitting that they've done something wrong all right let's see we got another one uh says what does anxiety feel like for you man um Anxiety it, it's hard to describe it's just like for me it's just like this very sort of like antsy feeling like this feeling of like man i got to get out of here um this almost kind of feeling of panic to a degree maybe my my heart beats a little bit faster um uh, maybe i have like you know butterflies in my stomach uh my my palms might get a little bit sweaty or something like that um it is just kind of like this this weird feeling of being like trapped almost you know and, and not you don't necessarily have to physically be like enclosed into an area you just kind of feel like you're you're trapped you know or you just kind of feel super super uneasy you know and like the, the weird thing about it is sometimes it like comes from absolutely nowhere like there could be other times like maybe you're like i don't know startled or, or uh or something and then it's like now you're just like too anxious to to you know get relaxed or something like that like if you're woken up out of a sleep abruptly or something um that that gives you like the feeling of of anxiety um but it's also just like yeah i think to me the the best way to describe it is is this feeling of like of like trap like i gotta get out of here you know and um it, that's the only way i could really kind of describe it and it's like again not i don't want to say not a logical feeling but it, it's not like a feeling i can, like if somebody like you know locked me in a tiny room then that's like logically yeah i'm gonna feel trapped but it it could be anywhere you could be sitting at the park and all of a sudden you just feel like super anxious like man i just gotta get the hell out of here and you don't know why you're feeling that way you know that's kind of what i would describe um anxiety as and it, it doesn't really usually always have um like this rational sort of like reasoning behind it or it's not necessarily just like a reaction to a very specific thing sometimes it really just feels like this weird abrupt emotion you know um that's the best way i could describe it i don't know i don't know if that was great but that's kind of how i feel it all right and this last one um it actually leads us pretty well uh, i love a good segue as a radio dude uh, it kind of leads us perfectly into our Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. Mm. So my first time listeners, this part of the show, as we close out, you know, I put a nice little tie everything up with a nice little bow uh, that we, we talked about in today's episode. So the question that I thought led to a great uh, segue into Conclusion Stew, the question was, um, what is the best way to cope with mental health? And it's it's what I've been preaching this entire episode, man. It's it's getting professional help. And I know that's like a very simple and easy, easy kind of, you know, way to put things. And maybe I'm, um, you know, making it a little bit too easy, but that's the truth. It's, it's just like anything else, you know, uh, in this life. It's like if you're a kid and you have the, you know, privilege of being able to do so, um if your math is not good and you can afford a tutor you should get a tutor it's the same kind of thing you know these things don't just go away they don't magically disappear as much as we try to bury them we need to get the help and like i talked about earlier somebody like a, a j balvin proves that doesn't matter what status you are in this life your wealth your success your fame clout whatever the hell you want to call it depression anxiety It does not discriminate against any of those things. It can hit any of us and we all go through it. You're not alone in this. So, you know, the idea of feeling weird about it and all the BS that comes along with being in the Latin community and all these different, you know, uh, notions and and kind of old school feelings of things and and, you know, uh, how I talked about earlier about our community feeling shame or feeling like they have to be perfect or not wanting to let strangers in or whatever other nonsense and bullshit that. We've been taught growing up that does not serve us and are things that we need to unlearn if we want to progress as a people. You know, all of that stuff is, is is nonsense. And the reality is when you have an issue, when you want to get better at something, it's always best to seek the help of a professional. And that's all you're doing when you're going to see a therapist and you're, you're taking care of, of these things because, listen, we're all trying to be better than the last generation. You know what I mean? I'm I'm trying to have more than my parents did. And that's why my parents sacrificed all they did, you know, is to provide me with a better life. And a part of having a better life is also being mentally healthy. You know, that that's a huge part of it. And that's what you should be thinking. Again, like I, I said this a little earlier. I'm big of on always thinking, what is my end goal? You know, and, and whatever I have to do in between that, you know, there's gonna be uncomfortable moments, there's gonna be hard moments to me, stuff I have to push through, stuff I have to, you know, get over to get there. But I know what my end goal is. So I'm willing to do so. I'm willing to put in the work and you have to be willing to put in the work. That's the the biggest thing when it when it comes to this entire conversation, man. You know, we uh, in this generation in particular, you know, we have the opportunities to correct so many wrongs and so many problems that our parents dealt with and so many things that they were not equipped to handle. We don't have that excuse. We were all born to some degree to a level of privilege that our parents did not have, whether that privilege is access to technology, to information, um, or financially, whatever the case may be. We were all born to a level of privilege that they did not have. And rightfully so, I'd want that for my kids to have more privilege than I had. So, why let it go to waste? Why let the opportunity to become better go to waste? I want to see us progress as a people, as a culture. And a part of that is putting the bullshit aside and stop carrying on traditions that no longer serve us. That's the, the main thing, the main gist of it all. We carry on all this bullshit that just means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of it all. And listen, our parents, the previous generations have taught us a lot of incredible things. But we also have to be able to leave behind the bullshit that they fed us as well. And that's just the reality of it. That's the harsh truth of it all. If you want to be better, which I would hope that's the goal of anybody, if you're listening to a podcast like this, I would think you're striving to be better. You know, put yourself out there and do it. And listen, I can't remember who does this quote, but they they say, you know, the life you want, it's not in your comfort zone. that goes with anything. That goes with whatever big goal you have. Um, That life doesn't exist within your comfort zone. And this mental health conversation is the same exact thing. Of course, it's uncomfortable to be vulnerable to somebody, especially a stranger. Um, You know, we have all kinds of paranoia when it comes to that kind of stuff. And rightfully so. Right. Historically, doctors haven't been great to people of color and, and all different kinds of things. But again, we have to put ourselves in uncomfortable, unfamiliar situations if we want to achieve the lives that we've dreamed of. If we want to achieve, you know, greater lives than we have now, we have to strive for something better. And we also have to, you know, look to different places in order to do so. So that's all it comes down to, man. You want to lead a life where you're genuinely happy and not just when it comes to material things monetarily, but actually really, really happy. And that involves your health, not just physical health, but also your mental health, where you can wake up feeling good. And the days that you don't, you have healthy coping mechanisms and healthy strategies in order to get yourself through those days so you can continue on living a beautiful and just fulfilled life. And that's it. That's this week's conclusion, Stu. Another episode of Life as a Gringo in the books. Um, thank y'all so much for for hanging with me, man. Uh, make sure you follow the Instagram at DJ Dramos. I'll be posting uh, the questions or, or leaving it open so you can ask questions on whatever that week's topic is. I want to make sure your voice is heard in this show. And anything you, know, you want to hear from me, DM me, leave a comment, leave a review of the show, whatever the case may be. And I'll, I'll definitely read all that stuff. And. Uh, figure out where I can uh, can improve, man. But thank y'all so much once again. Life as a Gringo with me, Dramos. Until next week, bye. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. If you or someone you know finds himself in a suicidal crisis or an emotional distress, please do not hesitate to reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. It's free and counselors are available 24 hours a day and speak both English and Spanish.
3: Between recording the next episode of my podcast, running a business, and all of the things life throws my way, sometimes it's good to just get away. Hola, que tal? It's Chiquis here. And let me tell you, I love booking a trip where I can escape. There's nothing like spending a few days at the beach relaxing and spending time with family. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter your reasons, The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express Card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma,
0: diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más. 52. 36. 42. Pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-85-213-2138 o visita prevnar20 enespanolcom Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre PrevNAR20.
1: When something happens to your car, you might say.